0: Hey, Explorers! Are you ready for more thrilling episodes from Uncharted Territory? We hope you are enjoying this podcast as much as we love crafting it for you. A lot of you have rated the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we are eternally grateful for your support. Now, for your new mission, should you choose to accept it, is to spread the word about Uncharted Territory to fellow adventurers and gamers, craving gripping stories and exhilarating adventures. Because together... We can unlock new realms of excitement and forge an even stronger community. So grab your allies, rally your gaming comrades, and let's embark on this shared adventure. Welcome to Uncharted Territory, a podcast that takes you on an epic adventure into a world where anything is possible. In this series, we follow the story of a fast food worker who has a passion for an RPG game. He has been playing it since... forever? But his life takes a drastic turn when a mysterious update pulls him into the game itself. As he battles for his life, he discovers secrets that will rock his world and change his fate. This is Episode 8. Things start heating up.
1: want to die, I groaned as me and Mimic walked through the forest together, heading back home. At the cost of my body, I managed to explore long enough to find two more veins of copper, which left me with a total of twenty-seven copper ore, and I also found another vein of iron, which brought me to a total of thirteen iron ore. I probably could have mined more had I gone deeper into those connected cave branches but I kept thinking of Guide. Every time her face popped into my mind, I felt an urge to protect her, and that inspired me to suffer through mining dozens of stone chunks out from the walls and floor of the cave so that I could upgrade our dirt wall to a stone wall. I also needed that stone to create a furnace and more arrows anyway, so it was just a good idea overall to mine a bunch more stone. But every single time I mentioned wanting to die, Mimic made sure to lick my face, which always resulted in me reassuring it that I didn't want to actually die. All I actually wanted to do was complain. There was just something about complaining about things that always made them feel more tolerable. All right, Mimic, that's us, I said, as the dirt walls surrounding the house came into view. There's a cute girl living with us. Uh, Make sure not to eat her, all right? Mimic made another one of those sounds inside of its body, which I just could not get used to hearing, no matter how many times I heard it. I was sure there wouldn't actually be any problems between Mimic and Guide, though. In the game, tamed monsters never posed any issues for NPCs. They basically ignored each other's existence. Only Guide and one other NPC ever even had dialogue lines related to tamed monsters, and Guide's line was just to let the player know that it was possible to tame them in the first place. That made me wonder whether or not she'd actually have a response to me taming a rare monster on my second day. I kind of hoped she did. I wanted to hear her praise me some more. Though, I had to admit... Part of me was imagining her coming, running out from behind the wall to greet me as soon as she saw us coming back. That didn't happen, though. In fact, I couldn't see her at all. She wasn't outside the walls anywhere I could see, and I couldn't see her when looking in through the gap in the wall either. Admittedly, I stopped walking so slowly when I got a bad feeling that something was wrong. Me and Mimic rushed over the bridge to get inside the walls and looked around. Guide wasn't anywhere to be seen. I swung open the door to the house next and...
2: Player, jeez, how many times do you want me to prove I'm a girl?
1: I found Guide curled up on the floor next to the table, with some drool leaking out from her smiling mouth onto the floor, creating a small puddle of it. She was dreaming. She was dreaming about me. I clapped my hands together and looked up at the sky. I'm sorry for never believing in you before, God, but I believe in you
0: now. Thank you. We'll be back with more from Uncharted Territory right after this message. What if you could share your story with the world? What if you could inspire others with your passion, your message, or your vision? What if you had a team to help you craft the perfect story for your business or brand? Well, you can. And we at Aim are here to make it happen. WithAIM is more than just a podcast production company. We are your storytellers. Your voice, and your partner in creating a podcast that will captivate your audience, showcase your brand's personality, and build a lasting relationship with your customers. So don't let your story go untold. Start your podcast today. Visit withAIM.co slash podcast to learn more. That's withAIM.co forward slash podcast. With AIM, be the voice of your brand.
1: A couple hours later, of me lazing around in the grass outside of the walls, specifically staying outside of them so that Mimic would get line of sight on other monsters and charge off to murder them so I could collect the drops later, I heard a familiar and sleepy voice call out to me from the hole in the wall.
2: Player? Is that you?
1: Guide asked, rubbing an arm over her eyes.
2: Ah, it is! I raised
1: a single hand to wave it at her and immediately regretted it. The longer I lazed around for, the more my muscles hurt. Morning, sleepyhead. Uh-huh. Did,
2: uh Did you catch me sleeping?
1: Yep. Didn't want to disturb you, so I figured I'd wait out here with my new pet until you woke up.
2: You didn't need to do that. You could have... pet?
1: Mimic! I called out. A few jumps later, after hunting down another slime in the distance, and Mimic came right up to us. Mimic stopped next to me, looked up at Guide, and then licked my face. Guide, meet Mimic, I said. Mimic, meet Guide. Mimic looked at her again, made its disturbing signature noise, and then noticed another slime to exterminate, which prompted a lunge into the distance, The funny thing about Mimics was that their lunge had no distance cap, as far as I could tell. They simply lunged at their target no matter how far away it was, as long as it was within their line of sight. So, even if some random slime spawned into existence several sports fields away from where we were, if Mimic saw it, Mimic killed it with a lunge that looked like it was flying through the air. That's...
2: That's amazing,
1: Guide said.
2: You tamed a Mimic so soon? I was sure you would have a successful trip, but I had no idea it would go that well. But wait, how is that even possible? Mimics shouldn't be- Mods,
1: a- Guide. Mods. I answered. I didn't explain that revelation to you, did I? Mods?
2: I do not believe so.
1: In that case, time for more explaining. One explanation about mods later, and Guide was fully caught up on everything I knew. And ever since I told her about the fact that she used to be a man, she couldn't stop laughing. (laughs)
2: So much sense now! <laughs> no wonder you thought I was a man! <laughs> uh, I had no idea you were such a perverted hero to download those sorts of mods. I'm surprised you didn't get one that changes my outfit into something more revealing.
1: Apparently, Guide enjoyed getting teasing whenever she could tell that I was embarrassed about something. Sh- sh- shut up! I respected you too much to download a mod like that. But there were options for it. Heck, one of them made your... your, um... chest like three times the size of your head and gave it physics to bounce with every step. Guide looked genuinely horrified when she heard that.
2: <laughs> I, um... I see. Th- thank-, thank you for not downloading one of those. But... there is a part of me that is curious about just how popular that mod was.
1: Should I lie for your own sake, or give you the truth? Guide gulped.
2: The... the truth, please.
1: It was one of the most downloaded mods. It had a couple hundred thousand downloads.
2: Uh, A couple hundred thousand? Then you mean... Hundreds of thousands of people downloaded a mod to make me like that? Yep. Perhaps it is a good thing you were taken away from the rest of humanity.
1: I can't argue with that one.
2: But still, a mimic! That really is impressive. I suppose I don't need to give you the advice about how it's possible to tame monsters by giving them their favorite treat, then.
1: You're going to have to think up brand new advice unrelated to the game if you want to actually surprise me with some new advice.
2: Hmm. All right. Challenge accepted. I'll think of something you've never heard me say
1: before. I'll be looking forward to it. Guide let out a relaxed sigh and ran her hand through my hair. She ended up sitting down next to me while I explained the mod situation to her, and it didn't take long for her hand to find its way to my head when she was sitting there.
2: But I do wonder just what reason you could have had for downloading a mod that turned me into a girl.
1: I turned my head away from her as soon as she said that.
2: Oh? What's wrong? Embarrassed for some reason?
1: I'm... I'm not embarrassed, I answered.
2: (laughs) It's a good thing your survival skills are better than your lying skills.
1: She had me there. It's secret.
2: Oh! Is it? Hmm. I wonder. You also mentioned a mod that lets you marry every NPC instead of just one, didn't you?
1: Only... only for stat boosts.
2: I see. Then you must have wanted to marry me, uh, for the stat boost, of course, but felt uncomfortable doing that while I was a man. Am I
1: close? Close enough. Feeling her fingernails scratching against my scalp made me shiver in a very nice way.
2: A brave hero who struggles with his feelings has a certain charm to it.
1: What's, what's that supposed to mean?
2: It means that I would not have you any other way, player.
1: I finally found the courage to turn my head to look at her again, only to see her staring at me with such a satisfied smile on her face. My heart felt like it was ready to pound out of my chest like before, so I turned away again and asked, Did, uh, did you get more birds?
2: Oh, I did!
1: Guide shouted, her voice full of excitement. The next second, dozens of bird corpses were dropped right above my head. Fortunately, they all went into my inventory rather than fall against my face, but it still made me jump a little. Raw bird, X-39, added to inventory. Thirty- Thirty-nine? I asked.
2: There were quite a few birds brave enough to visit our home!
1: Guide answered, sounding far too pleased with herself having committed a genocide of the local bird population. Then, there was Mimic, who was in the middle of killing every slime in existence. I was surrounded by murder hobos! While I might have been surrounded by murder hobos, Guide's Bird Genocide was actually really good for us. Assuming that food didn't spoil like in the original game, that meant we had almost 20 days worth of food when split between us. Of course, as soon as we got more NPCs, that was going to change. And thinking of which, I was going to have to build more houses... That was how it worked in the original game, anyways. While conditions could be met for new NPCs to move in, they wouldn't actually move in until a house was built for them. The trader, appropriately named Trader, was typically the next NPC to move in. The requirement for unlocking him was having five gold coins at once. Once that requirement was reached, Trader would move in as long as there was an extra house available for him. As for Trader himself, he was supposed to be a young guy in a business suit. It was almost guaranteed that I had a mod which would turn him into a cute girl, too. But I had no idea what kind of girl. Modders could be scary at times with some of their preferences. I was also worried that Guide might judge me based on how some future NPCs might look. I... I was sure that I definitely downloaded some mods that would really, well, for lack of better words, make some of the NPCs look straight-up slutty. Like the Doctor NPC. If I remembered correctly, the mod I got for Doctor turned him from a middle-aged man into a young girl with a pretty big chest in a tight nurse uniform of sorts, which left little to the imagination. Thankfully, it was possible to dress up NPCs after gaining their trust, so I could always switch their outfits later on for clothes that looked more... normal. It probably wasn't going to be good for my health if I had to walk around seeing a busting nurse every day. Or, actually, in the sense of improving my blood flow by increasing it, maybe it would technically be good for my health. While thinking of NPCs, I got around to thinking about which would probably show up next. Probably either the Beastmaster or Druid. Considering the first boss was coming up far sooner than I would have liked it to, it was possible the Druid would arrive before the traitor, since her only requirement was killing any boss. The doctor required both increasing my health first and making a health potion, and I didn't do either of those yet. The beastmaster required defeating the first boss as well as having tamed a monster. There was also the gunsmith who could move in without too many requirements. Their only real requirement being an empty room to move into and the player owning any sort of gun. If I built that flamethrower like I wanted to, then I would have a gun type weapon that would prompt the gunsmith to move in. So, the next four NPCs to move in were most likely going to be the trader, beastmaster, druid, and gunsmith. Which one I got first depended on what I got done first. Either grind more monsters until I got up to five gold, defeated the first boss, or built a gun. The gunsmith first was probably the best option. The gunsmith wasn't supposed to be unlocked until after the first couple of bosses, since that was the earliest a gun was available in the vanilla game. But... Thanks to the power of mods, I could get a gun, and thus the gunsmith, sooner. And if I got the gunsmith, I could buy a pretty basic gun and bullets to go with it, which could help me out against the boss. The flamethrower I was thinking of wouldn't be all that great against the actual boss, only good against the adds it summoned. So being able to set the boss on fire before switching to a gun that dealt higher damage per shot would be good. But, having the trader move in would unlock the ability for me to buy basic healing potions from him. Uh, her, rather. Getting both of them to move in before the boss was probably for the best if I wanted to increase my chances as much as possible. But I had to consider my body's stamina. Sure, exerting myself and pulling all my muscles didn't deal damage to my health, but it still made me feel like absolute shit and it hurt just to move around a little. I was already pushing myself beyond my limit. Never really thought about just how tiring swinging around a pickaxe and axe for so long could be, especially with no prior experience. I was going to need to gather some more wood, at least if I wanted to build another couple of houses, or I could be a bit lazy and just add on to the house we already had to basically turn it into an apartment building. One house, multiple rooms. NPCs only really needed a dedicated room rather than a dedicated house, so that could work to spare my body a bit of extra labor. But, at the same time, I needed more metal. I wanted better armor than what I had, if possible. And all I had was enough copper to make myself a breastplate. The iron needed to be used for an anvil. Speaking of which, after heading inside with guide... I made a furnace, which just looked like a stone oven with a chimney on top for smelting ore in, which did turn out to take actual time. It didn't instantly turn ore into metal bars like in the game. For copper, it took about five minutes to turn one copper ore into one copper bar. If it wasn't for wanting to upgrade the dirt wall to a stone wall, I would have built another furnace to speed the process up, but there was no need to speed things up other than impatience. Letting it take its time also meant I had more time to relax. Though, realistically, I needed more than just a few hours of rest. I needed a few days of taking it easy if I didn't want to mess my muscles up even more. Fortunately, after the first boss, I would earn some time to take things easy. If I was remembering things right there was a minimum of seven days before forced boss spawns. And after the first two bosses, the others were all dependent on biomes, so no more would be spawning naturally in the forest until we got further into the world's progression. All I had to do was survive the first two bosses. One tomorrow night, then one a week after that. As long as I could survive those two encounters... I would have all the time I wanted to rest and take things easy until I was ready to progress at my own pace. But for the time being, it would be best to get up and replace the dirt wall with stone while waiting for the ore to smelt.
2: Would you like some water?
1: Guide asked, leaning over in front of me. The way she leaned gave me just the slightest look down her shirt and I caught her smiling at me once I was able to stop looking down her shirt to look at her eyes instead. "'Yeah, that'd be nice,' I answered. Guide stood up straight with a satisfied smile and brought out her water bottle, which looked as full as it did before. It must have been like an infinite water bottle for drinking, which was pretty nice. It also made sense.' In the same way that NPCs had infinite ammunition in the cases where they used ranged weapons, she had an infinite water bottle. In the original game, she didn't actually have a water bottle. But she did have a dialogue line that came up sometimes where she reminded the player to hydrate. That must have been translated into having an infinite water bottle when she became a real person. That being said, I took the bottle from her and drank about half of it. Then, when I handed it back over, she brought it up to her mouth and wrapped her lips around the exact same opening that mine were just touching, and drank the rest of it down. There was something exciting about watching her drink from the same water bottle I just used, and even more exciting about the way her throat moved as she gulped the water down.
2: Thank you for the treat,
1: Guide said as she returned the bottle to her inventory, looking right into my eyes as she said that. A slutty-looking nurse didn't need to be around for my blood flow to improve.
0: Thanks for joining us on this thrilling episode of Uncharted Territory, a gamer's adventure beyond the screen. We hope you were captivated by the mind-bending fusion of virtual and real that unfolded before your very ears. Get ready for the next chapter, where we'll plunge even deeper into unexplored dimensions, encountering secrets and perils that will test our hero's mettle. Before we part ways, we have a special recommendation for all our adventurous listeners. If you're craving another gripping story, be sure to check out Shattered Bonds. This captivating podcast follows the extraordinary journey of the Henry brothers, two polar opposites who are brought together on a road trip to New York following their father's death. With tensions running high and a revealing family secret, Their path to redemption is both heart-wrenching and inspiring. Don't forget to subscribe to Shattered Bonds along with Uncharted Territory on your favorite podcast platform, ensuring you never miss a moment of these enthralling narratives. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of uncharted territory the excitement danger and magic of uncharted territory continues to unfold and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode so mark your calendars because next friday we'll dive back into the game world for more action mystery and unexpected twists before we part ways remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive if you have any questions comments or fan theories Tweet at us at utpod-. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.